Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can, too, by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener, to this episode 113 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. <laughs> I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. Wouldn't be a show without George. Hey, man. What the f- you can't introduce me like that. You throw me off every time. <laughs> you got to be ready. got to be on you your give toes. Mo his standard introduction. Me, you throw off. I can't say my standard then. So, all right, let's just move on now. Also, George is here. Ta-da. <laughs> and George. <laughs> In this episode, we review the final season of an animated Netflix series centered around a typical family in the 1970s. Check out some tech to improve your home's air quality so you can breathe a little easier. And play a logic and machine learning puzzle game where you're learning how to talk with your pet cat. Yeah. That's not going to be a good conversation. No. Mm, it's weird. I, that's not my thing. It's Mo's thing, but I can't <laughs> wait to hear what that's about. But before we get to that, it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show. That's fourth listener email. Uh, the fourth listener this time around is Curlbro. Uh, he's oh, one of yeah. our Patreon supporters, and he actually mm-hmm. messaged us over in Patreon. And here's what he had to say. I am 25 minutes into the 8-bit Christmas. That's the uh, the movie over on Netflix we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like listening to your podcast and reliving my childhood. Ooh, wow. So no, cool. 8-bit Christmas stole something from us. Can we sue them now? Is that something we can do? I don't know that we have a corner on the nostalgia market, but we can we can try. I mean, give it I a mean, shot. Hell, you never know. We've got at least one person willing to testify. <laughs> Curl bro. That's right. Subpoena on the way. Perfect. <laughs> he goes on to say, I was born in the late 70s, so I can totally relate late they even have a reference to the dewey decimal system okay now oh, cool. the lawsuit is solidified now they are treading on dangerous time. ground <laughs> <laughs> did you can see this yet the 8-bit christmas you check no, that out watch it you got to stick around like it, it starts off okay it gets kind of weak in the middle but wow does it finish strong it is a oh, great okay. Okay. we've had other emails other people writing about this it really resonated with a lot of listeners so okay cool yeah he said you know crowbro says as usual mo is spot on with his looking forward to's make sure to check it out uh, what? <laughs> Were you not looking forward uh, to it? You're welcome. Who's, I think it was mine. Was it mine yeah, or yours? It was, it was definitely not mine. Okay, either way. Mo, still great recommendations from Mo, but this one, Cobra, <laughs> was mine. I'm taking credit <laughs> for the 8-Bit Christmas. Well, hey, I appreciate the call out. <laughs> you got the credit no matter whether you did it or not. See, it's a, hey, it I is like always that. Mo getting the good juju. What must that be like? <laughs> Who knows? Certainly George doesn't know, right? I never get that. <laughs> No credit. Poor put upon George. I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of this podcast. (laughs) Get no respect. No respect. (laughs) 
Well, hey, the Crow Bro, thanks for writing in, messaging us over there in Patreon. However you want to reach out to us, we love when the fourth listener contacts us. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it's super easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single message, and most of them, like Crow Bros, eventually are going to make it into the show. Cool. All right, with that good business behind us, I, I got to get into the body of the show because I got to make my way to that talking to your cat thing at the end. I don't know where that's <laughs> happening, but we need to get fast forward to that part. We'll be right back after this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. This is improved Mr. Big Bath Tissue. It's like introducing a new Mr. Big. A softer Mr. Big. It's got two plies instead of one. Hey, with two plies. It's got twice the body. And it feels twice as soft, Bridge. And you even get more sheets on a roll than with any leading two-ply brand. Soft, two-ply, more sheets. Ah, says a whole new ball game. New Mr. Big. It's everything you ever wanted. And more. Let's get cooking, talking about media that we have been checking out. Now, of course, that could be films or television or books or music or comics, whatever it could be. Uh, but I want to start with you, Mo. You were looking forward to something last yeah. time we spoke that you got a chance to check out. What you tell us Yeah, about. I was actually looking forward to this one. <laughs> like, this was like, actually yours. This is actually what I was looking forward to. It was an animated show on Adult Swim called Blade Runner Black Lotus. Right. And so they're about six episodes five six episodes in it's you know one a week and i'm really liking it and i'll say this so it's not the most original blade runner type story hmm. somebody wakes up doesn't have enough memories hey guess what they're a replicant and hilarity ensues <laughs> but for me any excuse to go back to that world is a good excuse and they did it mm-hmm. well and they also are digging a little bit more into like some other pieces of the story and how the replicants are treated correctly and all that kind of stuff so it's i think it's a great series and i'm really enjoying it are you sure you're really enjoying it yeah you don't sound completely convinced <laughs> no i said like the storyline was pretty predictable at start but to me just seeing that world again you know that blade runner this the los angeles and seeing how people live in there and stuff was just so cool that to me that's enough to carry a story for me so what art style is the animation it's realistic anime-ish kind of thing but so it's not like overly anime like big eyes and crazy you know that kind of thing they, they look like normal people okay uh, but it definitely has that anime kind of look to it which is kind of cool it actually kind of fits pretty well into the whole atmosphere of Blade Runner I think hmm. although it's predictable is a good story you know it fits well into the world into the whole mythos behind Blade Runner so, so what is the story I mean so they've told a couple of stories in Blade Runner universe I mean there's been comics and yep. stuff as well there's two major films is this pick up any of the characters we know or anything nope. or what are they doing in the world it takes place between I think the first and second movie is somewhere in the middle. That's a huge gap. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of space, right? And so replicants, apparently they stopped using them all together. Like they just aren't mm. really doing them anymore. And this girl wakes up in this, one of these typical things, like she's in this truck, she has no memories, you know, that whole thing. And she's slowly piecing together like what's happening. And it gets kind of bizarre because basically people are using replicants as like to hunt 
for fun. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and she escapes. She like makes escapes. So this is serialized or episodic? Serialized. Okay. Yeah, it's all okay. one story. But they're releasing it just an episode at a time. It's just episode said. at a time. But it's one continuing story. And for me, again, any excuse to get back into that whole Blade Runner world is pretty damn cool. Do so you think it was sick with it? I mean, again, oh, like yeah, George said, sure. you don't sound like super amped about it, but you're interested. You think you stick around? Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely one that when it comes, like I see, oh, new episodes out, I go look for it and I watch it. Because they're only okay. half hour episodes also, you know, so they're easy to consume. Easy to tear through. Got yeah, it. And anyone who okay. liked Blade Runner, you'll definitely enjoy this anime series. All right, cool. That's what I got. So how about you, John? What have you been watching? You know, I've been watching a lot of reruns and stuff, but lately my daughter has been pestering me to watch something new that I did not have any interest in. <laughs> well, yeah. This, so there's a series on Netflix based on the League of Legends universe called Arcane. Oh, Holy yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. What? Your daughter's been pestering you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My sons have been pestering the crap out of me to watch really? this thing too. Yes. Really? There you go. What about you, Mo? Have you seen it? I actually watched it. Unpestered. <laughs> Unpestered. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cool series, actually. I'm, I enjoyed it. I think it's going to be a touchstone for that generation as far as animated stuff is concerned because, like you said, John, it's based on League of Legends, so that's hugely yeah. popular with that swath of the population yep. in the yeah. age range that we're talking about. I watched only one episode, so I'm kind of curious. Mo's watched the whole thing. How much mm-hmm. have you watched? Yeah, so that's that's kind of the thing. So I mentioned my daughter <laughs> wanted me to watch it. Listen, my daughter wanted to watch Cobra Kai season three with me. She's right. yet to get around to that. Uh, uh, I sent some horse right? training. And four's coming out. Even though she hasn't done that, she's like, I will find time to sit down with you if you will watch this series. Wow. I really want you to see so it. It's a bargaining mm-hmm. chip. There you go. So yeah, so I'm like, we got to get around to Cobra Kai. But so of course, so I sat down. We So I watched the first episode and I told her, So I don't want to tell you what the series is about because that was my problem. I started watching that first episode and I'm like, am I supposed to know what's going on? What's going on in this world? And George, you watched the first episode and they start with this flashback to something that happened and terrible war was happening. And then they introduce you to these four kids or in the middle of a heist and they cause a, a bunch of chaos downtown. And right. then they travel down to the underground where they live kind of like as street urchins and rats and little behind a bar. And like, <laughs> do I know these people? They don't stop and introduce the people. You just get to know them through the actions very gradually. Right. At the end of the first episode, I'm, I mean, she's super excited and I'm like, I'm not excited about it. I, I don't necessarily want to keep going. And so that was the end of the first episode. That's where you are, George. You feel similar to about it or? No, I mean, I think I'm a little bit more into it than you are, it sounds. Okay. I, yeah. um, I agree that they don't, you know, they don't stop and mm-hmm. say, you know, so-and-so so, is 13 yeah. years old and does this and does that. And yep. they don't do the voiceover kind of stuff. We've talked about that and some other stuff like Dune, mm-hmm. how I didn't feel like they did a good job of making uneducated people aware of that storyline. I felt that way. I think Arcane is similar to that, but this story was just as gripping as the Dune story was to me because I don't know the League of Legends world. Mm -hmm. I'm able to enjoy this more than I was actually able to enjoy the stuff I felt Dune left out. If that you're not thinking, you don't know what you're missing necessarily. You know, I'm, I'm a babe in the woods, so to speak. And I enjoyed the little flashback and then forward time segment at the Mm -hmm. very beginning of the first episode. I like the down underworld. I like the characters. Um, Mm. I, the fact that it's League of Legends so far has no real thing no, to no me. Bearing. Yeah. Mm-mm. The kids love it because it's League of Legends, <laughs> they know the stuff, I'm sure. And there's some mythology behind it, I guess. But yeah. uh, it's to me, 
it's just a good animated story. It is well animated. Yeah. yeah. So the second episode, I felt much the same way. There's more flash forwards, flashbacks. Who is that guy? You know, I'm asking mm-hmm. questions. Do I know him? Who is that? Oh, yeah, that's this guy. And okay. And then we, she said, you've got to stick around to the third episode. So we watched the third episode. And the third episode is some invincible level end of the episode shit goes down. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm invested. Now I care. Okay. I think the credits started rolling on that. And I turned to her and I said, I do not approve of whatever just took place here. This is not good stuff. <laughs> so that slow burn they had leading up to it paid off when you got to the third one. So now I think there's nine episodes and they're like full 45 minute episodes. Yeah. They're big but I'm eager to get back into it. So we've all seen some of it. I should call out, you asked Mo a little bit about what was the Blade Runner art style. This is a gorgeous animation art style. I would compare it like the video game Dishonored combined Mm. with the art style of Borderlands, that kind of semi-cell-shaded. Cartoonish sort of. A little cartoonish. Like comic bookish, I mean. But very fluid, very well done. I mean, like almost Pixar quality, kind of like five years ago, Pixar almost. It's incredibly well animated. So for something I didn't care about that I was kind of dragged into watching, suddenly after three episodes, I'm super invested in this. Like it, It's something that if you can last out the first couple, boy, does it start picking up steam. It's like, I never played League of Legends. I really know mm-hmm. zero about the game, I, you know, but I enjoyed the series. I think maybe if I knew League of Legends, it'd be, be, I would enjoy it maybe a little bit more, perhaps, because I don't even know if these characters are characters from the game. I have no idea. But just by itself, though, I say I think they did a pretty good job of you know making a whole story without having to know all the background. For me, this is like a good steak dinner. I don't need to know what the <laughs> hell the chef did in the kitchen. I'm just enjoying eating it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Apparently, the world is something you would know about if you played the game, and there are a couple of characters that you would know. Okay. But otherwise, it's a lot of new people you're being introduced to. Oh, so even your daughter who knows League of Legends says, "Oh, like these are and, new yeah, people." Yeah, she her. was kind of giving me pointers like, "Oh, that guy's from the game. That girl's from the game." But doesn't necessarily play into enjoying this. This could be a, a new franchise of it's so well done and so well constructed, and the voice talent so good. So really, I want to call it out because it wasn't on my radar. I was pushed into it and turns out it's really something that though maybe it wasn't intended for Gen Xers because we don't play those games necessarily or look at it. it it's really, there's something to enjoy in it. So yeah, you should give cool. it a shot. And it's on Netflix, uh, nine episodes, Arcane, League of Legends. Arcane. Worth checking out. Yep. So George, I want to hear what you've been checking out. I know it's something you were looking forward to. I was excited to hear about it. Yeah. So uh, fifth and final season of F is for Family. If I can get another F in this sentence, I'll figure it out. Out. Ah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> hey, you figured it out. <laughs> so, uh, F is for Family is a show, John. Of course, you turned me on to it. Love in, it. Like, I Love think it. it was season three at that point. Mm. Uh, I went back and watched the first two seasons and caught up. Loved it. It stars Bill Burr, and it's absolutely based on his experiences, it seems. <laughs> it definitely feels like it's the way he grew up. If you know anything about his comedy routine, this fits mm-hmm. directly in with that. It's like somebody just said, okay, we're going to take all the crap things that happened to you in your childhood and we're going to put some animation on it and throw it on Netflix and he went okay I'm an executive producer <laughs> it's lighthearted at times but there's a lot of depth especially for those of us from the Generation X group mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the ways that the story presents itself it's based in the 70s so a lot of that stuff feels very familiar to us the stuff about going out with your friends in the middle of the woods and blowing shit up in some episodes mm-hmm. or getting woods. in trouble with your parents <laughs> I mean there's a really disturbing scene of hiding under your parents' bed that I won't won't describe here, but they've wound it up. I watched all the episodes this season. I kind of wish I had done the Firefly 
everything like John does and not watch the last one or Save two, some? but oh, yeah. I couldn't help it. I sat down and said, whoa, I've got to watch this before the podcast recording because I want to talk about it. And I ended up watching all eight. So, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> it'll drag you along. It's a good story. It does bring to fruition some stuff from the previous season, as well as an overall oh. narrative arc for the main character. Wow. You know, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until you said that the kids in this show, they're us, aren't they? They're Gen Xers. Yeah. This takes yeah. place like 74, 75, right in there. Mm-hmm. They would be quite old Gen Xers. They were probably born like 62 or three. Well, depending on which one you're talking about, right? That's right. Yeah. But they're Gen X kids right in there. And I felt the same way you did. I've not watched the whole final season yet. I think I watched the first couple. And then I went, you know what? I'm going back to the beginning. I'm doing a whole binge. <laughs> no, I'm this, wow. And I'm up mid-season three now. I'm, I'm like, it's five is getting close because I know it's going to end. Yeah. While rewatching it reminds me of what I love about this show. It's like, it's a not watered down, uh, I don't know, wait till your father gets home or something. It's like oh, the Christ. dad does love his kids, but he's not afraid to go, I'll put you through that fucking wall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a real temper, but down deep, he loves his family and kids, even though he's frustrated. It's comedy, but it's family reality at the same time in much the same way that the Roseanne show was in its infancy when it first yes, came out. Yes, yeah. It's very like much like that, although I think this is quite a bit better. It's more nuanced, which is hard to do with animation over live action, that's, I think. That's very uh, true. The writing is, I think, superior to the Roseanne show, and it definitely takes advantage of being 20 years or so after Roseanne, because what you could get away with on TV back Mm-mm. then yeah. is now completely different than what you can get away with on Netflix now. Right. Yep. It really does a good job, too, of poking fun at the lack of political correctness in the 70s, too. No. Like, sure. you see stuff, and you wince, and they don't wince at it. It's like, oh, that was normal back then. Look how far we have come, even though we have so far to go. <laughs> I think the saddest thing about this particular season, at the end of the credits, on probably half of the episodes, if not more, they uh, mention how they lost somebody from the staff, either an actor or a producer or writer or something oh, really? like that. Ooh. So they lost a lot of people during the pandemic. Oh, this they is pay probably production. One of them. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, several oh, of the voice acting talent oh, for mm. characters that were either mainstream or not mainstream. But mm-hmm. I think that they did the storyline justice. As I said, I think that if you watch this whole thing, you won't be disappointed that you watched all the episodes. Unlike, you know, Firefly, you want to hold on to that one last thing. <laughs> uh, they leave it in a place that's a good conclusion. But if somebody had enough will and enough money, the story could move on from there. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, for a show that has so much hidden heart, it doesn't surprise me that they put that into, you know, kind of honoring the people in the, uh, from the crew. That's that's cool. Uh, Mo, is this something you've ever checked out? Have you watched you know, Us for Family at I, all? I watched a couple episodes and then I never got around to it. I, I don't know why. I enjoyed the first couple episodes I watched. It's yeah. just one of those things I just never... Never circle back, but you know, hearing you talk about it, I'm definitely gonna throw this back in my rotation. You know, that's like I definitely gotta get to it. But this is, is it an end because the people decided it would end, or was it? I think Bill Burr just said, "Hey, I've completed I've what enough. I wanted to try to do here." Right. And rather than milk it, milk it, milk it, he wanted right. to move on to other projects. But like George said, it's not like it's you know, it's not in stone. They could always bring it back if they felt mm-hmm. there was a good story to tell. Right. Yeah. the The ending is exactly what you might imagine his childhood would be. He didn't stop being a child at 15 and and all of a sudden his life was over. He continued on. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying the story could progress. It's Mm, just it kind of sums up who the father character is from Bill Burr's point of view being the son. Even though Bill Burr is voicing the father, I really believe Bill Burr is the teenage son of the the main character. Interesting. Who they butt heads all the time. And it kind of sums up 
through two different characters how that story started in the series and how it ended. And you'll understand when you finish out the whole season, John. You know, well, you know, right away in episode one, one of the character deaths that happens. I'm not going to get into it. People Mm -hmm. might get it spoiled, but uh, that character's death is the impetus for the storyline for the rest of the season. For the remainder of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. F is for family. Unfortunately, all you're going to see is out now, but five good seasons of it if you haven't watched it. And we've recommended it on the show two or three times. We've called it out. Uh, boy, is it good. It highlights that Gen X experience. So, But hey, it's there for us again to rewatch <laughs> and rewatch. Just like The Office. We'll keep going back to it every now and then. True. Start from the beginning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Andy's Candies presents the perfect little thank me. Some assembly required. Thank me. Thank me. I'm finishing my homework on the phone. Thank me. Thank me. Andy's. The afternoon to myself. Thank me. Thank yourself with the great big taste in every little Andy's. The perfect little thank me. I have a tech today that's like, eh. I mean, it's interesting, but not like, it's no bidet. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But really, what is? What is? What is? So I'm going to kick off to you, George. Let's start with you. What do you got for us today? Uh, Well, I mean, mine's no bidet either. I think we're going to be able to say that about a lot of things in this segment moving forward. Um, Well, don't speak so soon. You don't know what I'm going to talk about. That's right. You don't know what John's got for us. We don't. Uh, So I bought an item for my wife that I'm going to use in this tech segment. She allowed you to purchase something for her? That's nice of her. She did allow me to purchase something for her. So I bought it, though, because I bought her a video game for her birthday there was a new iteration of Age of Empires, and that is oh, her favorite oh. game series of all time. Oh, yeah, it's great. She game. loves the point and click stuff. She loves all the, the strategy know, fighting and, with the other yeah. civilizations and raising hers, all that. She loves Age of Empires. She even liked the Age of Wonders knockoff thing that oh, they did. Okay. However, I discovered something. Uh-oh. Age of Empires, the new one, which is Age of Empires 4, will not run on a five or six-year-old system. Really? really? That game was never graphics intensive, It was though. never graphically intense. But apparently, there is a set of code that is only in some processors that are newer than the ones that I had in either oh. uh, the little Dell Inspirion thing that I was going to give her or her desktop that was on her desk that's, you know, five or ten years old, something like that. So that necessitated the purchase of a new laptop for my wife uh-huh. <laughs> so she could play this new <laughs> game that I bought She her. came out of this ahead. <laughs> yeah. For so, a $40 game, you had to get a new laptop. Yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> I said, okay, this weekend, I'll look up the error that you're getting. I'll verify and make sure what we need as far as processors or GPUs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll either pull some money out of this one savings account that we never touch, or uh, we can go to Best Buy and put it on the Best Buy card for 18 months, no interest, whatever. 
And so I did all that, looked it up, found out this set of instructions. It was good on pretty much anything from like AMD Ryzen 5 up would run okay. it. Okay. okay. We looked up some laptops and that weekend, that Saturday that we were looking them up, my two older sons stopped over from Publix and they were talking about their laptops that they had bought and they actually had the game already themselves and it was running fine on their laptops. And they're like, mom, you should just get our same laptop. It's a really good laptop, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, we had originally planned to spend six or 700 on the laptop because, you know, she just wanted it to play Age of Empires. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-oh. And we end up spending Uh-oh. about 1300 because of oh. my son's recommendation. <laughs> oh, so your son's fault. <laughs> it is. I'm blaming them uh. completely. But it is a great little laptop, and it's called the Asus ROG Zephyrus 14-inch gaming laptop. And ROG, I've learned, stands for Republic of Gamers. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, huh. so Asus has this dedicated line of gaming gear as you might imagine, as all those companies do, mm-hmm, their particular mm-hmm. line is called the ROG line, the Republic of Gamers. They have laptops, they have mice, they have keyboards, whatever. Ah, uh, gotcha. Speakers, mouse pads, whatever crap, you know, exactly. whole line of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, this Zephyrus, it's got really high reviews. We bought it uh, at Best Buy, brought it home. I had it up and running in probably 20 minutes or so after all the configuration <laughs> and log into this account at Microsoft and blah, blah, blah. Got Windows 11 up running on it, loaded the game, and boom, she's off and running. Okay, so great. everything runs really well on it, and I'm surprised to find that our sons use this as their primary computer. So even though it's a small little 14-inch laptop. Yeah, it's not a very big screen. It's got, I think it's an AMD Ryzen 9, I think, in it. Okay. Uh, okay. Along with, uh, with I this. forgot what the GTX card is that's in it, but it's a pretty powerful little system. It's got one terabyte of dedicated uh, hard drive space. It's got like, I think, 16 gigs of RAM, maybe. I, I mm-hmm. can't remember all the stats, that's but yeah. uh, it's a solid piece of equipment. Now, Best Buy has taking it off sale so it's up to like 1600 again Ooh. and it's a year old model because my son's got it when it was brand new last year uh mm-hmm. so i don't know that i would recommend buying it at that full price but if right. you find it on sale somewhere and i'm sure mo if there's an amazon link we can throw that in the Absolutely. show notes uh, i think it's probably worth a grand maybe 1200 okay. at the outside well, yeah if you want a small portable device that you can take with you and play most solid games out there i i think this is a pretty good choice interesting and the most important question is the wife happy now oh yes that's true oh well, there we go with this purchase Oh, okay. Money well spent, at least here. (laughs) How long ago did you buy her the game? I bought her the game on her birthday, which was at the end of November. Okay, so it hasn't been, so she's been staring at it for only a couple weeks, and so she's able to play it now. Yeah, I mean, staring is, she hasn't been staring at the game because it was a download on, you know, Steam. Oh, you know what I mean. She had started asking for it like four days before we bought it. Okay. Okay. Very cool. She only had to not be able to play it for a week or two, and then you fixed her, so all fixed. Exactly. Nice. (laughs) Anytime you got a problem, just throw money at it. That takes care of it. I have found that myself. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but true. So I'm just curious then, John, what have you decided to throw money at this week? Mm. Oh, I'm still throwing money at my new Unraid server. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. That's a, I, I said early on, it's like a boat and by golly, it is like a boat. Things come along like, oh, I need a few more SATA cables. I need a few. Mm. So one of the things I picked up is not exactly what I want to talk about, but I did buy a new power supply because when you're building this big server up, you're going to have lots of hard drives in it. Mm-hmm. So I went and picked up a 750 watt power supply. Uh, they okay. make much larger, but this is enough for what I needed. Uh, I bought one made by EVGA. Well known. They make video cards and power oh, yeah, supplies, yeah, all yeah. kinds of cases, whatever. 
It's the 80 plus gold, 750 watt, and it's fully modular. Uh, it's a great power supply, does the job. I have no complaints about it. What I really want to talk about What's is what I mean? learned. Yeah, there we okay. go. So remember 10 years ago, we were putting computers together. A power supply was this metal box mm-hmm. that looked like a, a, an octopus. It had a right, thousand yeah. wires coming out mm-hmm. of the bottom of yep, it. Yep. You plugged in what you needed and the rest just sat there, open tendrils in your, unless you zip <laughs> right. tied them up. <laughs> So today what they do with newer power supplies, they make them modular. So you get the metal box. It has no wires on it. Instead, on the interior, it has a bunch of little places where you can, oh, you want to power some SATA ports? Well, they have a plug that has a six pin that plugs in and it gives you like three power supplies. Or you want to power your motherboard? Of course you do. They have a a modular plug that matches that and plugs into your motherboard. Need to power, you know, a big 3D card? There's different plugs for those different things. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course it does. And it's great. It's really cool. What I learned, what Uh I didn't know, is I was replacing an old power supply. And it also was partially modular. It had a few things permanently mounted, but a few were different. So I put in the new power supply Uh and I used the old cables to Ooh. plug in to the new power supply. I mean, it's a cable's a cable, I mean, cable right? Yeah, it's just wire, right? Well, yeah. I know, that's well, what I'm getting to here. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Here's what I learned. <laughs> Modular power supply cables, though they have a standardized plug on one end, are not wired the same from model to model, from mm. manufacturer to manufacturer. Oh. So, oh, no. In one case, your computer just won't power on. The power supply tries to protect you, and it says this is, you know, this, this is wrong is voltage or something, Incorrect. Right? cabled it sees a problem in the larger case what can happen to you that may or may not have happened to me is you could try to power on your computer and burn up two eight terabyte drives <gasps> mm, specifically two eight terabyte drives well it's, 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 it may it could happen to, happen to someone anyone in general <laughs> if they did this yeah that would really suck if that happened to somebody it would be terrible and i can speak authoritatively that really blows when you burn up two eight terabyte <laughs> oh drives God. because you use the non-matching cable why are they not keyed differently i'll never know so see yeah. this is Crazy. what happens when people fight government regulation if they had government <laughs> regulation on the power supply industry <laughs> all these things would be wired the same and they would meet a certain standard and john would not have possibly burned up two yeah. eight theoretically theoretically yeah. yes absolutely yeah that's yeah. i mean that would suck i mean that yo oh, man mm, yeah so this is a psa hey great power <laughs> supply to tell you about what you should know that i have learned that may or may not have been a terrible thing that happened to me <laughs> is that if you get a new power supply that's modular make sure you only use cables by that manufacturer designed for that power supply because quite possibly bad things could happen and you might have a bad day so <laughs> okay yeah. so i i'm glad that didn't happen to you though i'm glad it didn't happen to his bidet <laughs> that, shocking if that's wired wrong you have a really bad day <laughs> so that's my psa as it relates to power supplies a cautionary tale mo tell us about your uh, you oversold your uh, tech toy that you said wasn't as exciting as the bidet okay so i've been actually looking for, um i have pretty bad allergies like hay fever and stuff like that so yes you i've do. been trying yep. to find a room air purifier for a while and mm. decent ones are kind of pricey actually okay. but amazon during their Cyber Monday sale, I found one that was actually I thought was a pretty good price. I paid two forty nine on Cyber mm. Monday for it. It actually it's a it's called the Shark HE six hundred one air purifier six true HEPA cover blah 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 blah. Okay, it's a, it's an yep. air purifier for your room. <laughs> it actually could handle you know my full bedroom without any problems. And I've noticed a difference in my room already. My bedroom, as far as like at night, I don't feel like I'm waking up like kind of gagging from my head being congested or something. Mm-hmm. It's super quiet and it actually monitors the quality of the air in your room 
and adjusts how high it, like its fan speed based on how bad the quality is. Oh, so if it's really bad, it turns on the full blast. You actually can hear it at that point. But then once it gets to a certain percentage, it kind of pulls it down so it's just a low fan and it's not as much noise, like a CPU fan kind of thing yeah. on your computer. So you said it does a pretty good job in your bedroom. What size is your bedroom? I know I know you have a palatial estate and you have one oh, of yeah, many many, many floors no, that uh, you're in. <laughs> I think my bedroom is like maybe fifteen by twenty. Okay, or so it's a good size. Yeah, it's a good size room, master bedroom yeah. size. You know, nothing. It's not okay. crazy, but still, even that though, the ones I found that were sub two hundred, I would need like two of them to do size, even a room my size. They don't do cover a whole lot of space actually. Most of these. Uh, so your bedroom's three hundred square feet roughly. Yeah, thereabouts. Yep. Because I'm looking at the link that you posted, and it looks like it covers up to four times that amount, 1,200 square feet. It oh, yeah. About. Well, also, this is my master bath and stuff, so I figured that he'll cover into that as well. But yeah, it definitely is over. It covers more than just my bedroom, for sure. I'll be interested to hear later on how you feel about it, because I've been kind of looking into some of the air quality stuff in mm-hmm. our house. Our house is a little bit older, built in 99, and I noticed that we do accumulate dust pretty yeah. rapidly in the house. So I've been looking into house air filters and furnace filters and all this stuff, and I'm kind of curious if these things will lower the amount of dust accumulation on objects over a period of time. Yeah. So I don't know if this is something they put on there to make me feel like it's doing something or if it's actually doing something, (laughs) but it actually has three things it monitors and it's like pollen, dust, and I forget what the third one is. And it tells you like a percentage one to a hundred of how clean your air is of those particles. Hmm. So it comes in like, it'll say like, oh, your pollen's at 60%, which is actually bad. You know, anything below 90 is like awful. And then it gives you like an overall air quality score for the room currently as it is. So you kind of see like if I open a window or something, I could see like that number go down from <laughs> the outside air, like the pollen and stuff coming in the room. Then mm-hmm. it runs for a while and cleans it up. So far, like I said, I'm pretty happy with it. Right now, it's going for about, it's, the sale is over, but it's still going for about $2.99 on Amazon, which is not cheap. Mm, yeah. you know, not cheap by any stretch. But so far, I mean, I've noticed a difference in the air in my room. And I don't even realize that it's there 99% of the time because it's so quiet. And does it have an app or a screen? Where is it giving you this readout information or is it just a little LED? It's right or? on the it's, it's on the device itself. It's on the purifier itself. And it has a remote control too, so you can turn it up or down as you need oh, to. But, but yeah, I put on the automatic, <laughs> set the remote on top of it, and I haven't touched it since. It's on automatic. Why would I need to touch it? It has a filter that you could wash actually, so you don't have to mm-hmm. constantly pay to get, but you can actually buy replacement filters too after a certain amount of time. But it does, you can wash it a certain, like rinse it out a few times so you don't have to buy new filter that often and even monitors how your filter is doing so it tells you like okay you need to wash it because it's at this quality level now and how long have you had it uh i've had it since let's see uh black friday so probably three days after that it got delivered because you know i'm in jacksville not tallahassee so they deliver stuff quick here wow (laughs) sorry And you already are seeing a benefit. You're seeing your wake yeah, up feeling better. Yeah, I night, I'm like, not, because yeah. sometimes like I would wake up at night because dust or pollen. Congested. Dust and, mostly, yeah. Yeah. you know, at night. Mold is another thing that's pretty, yeah. triggers my allergies pretty heavy. And I haven't had that issue since I've had this thing. So I'm assuming that's the cause. Don't know if it is or not, but so far so good. Better is better. Yeah. All right. Stick around. We get back. We're diving into some games. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Be a winner at the game of life. Find a job. I'm a doctor. Have money, maybe. Get married. Have a baby. I got twins. Take a chance. Be my life. I won the lottery. I'm romance. You can win or get stuck. I inherited a stone farm. Be a winner at the game of life. I'm a millionaire. Be a winner at the game of life. From Milton Bradley. This is the main event of the podcast for the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! All right, gentlemen, time to talk all about games. And I am going to go first because I'm going to talk about how I'm still not playing any damn games (laughs) thanks to the wonderful people at SkyTech PC Gaming Computers, Uh, whatever their damn company name is. You haven't just stolen your wife's laptop? (laughs) So here's the update. I have sent my GPU off, as I mentioned previously. Mm -hmm. I finally got a response after waiting for a week and a half. Then I emailed them and said, look, I want to know what's going on. I know you have my card because I got the delivery notice from UPS. What's going on with my RMA? When am I getting my card back? They responded back and said, oh, yeah, we meant it would take two to three weeks for us to decide what to do with it. Not just the whole process. Oh, that's some bullshit. (sighs) So I said, "Um, okay, so... I am going to go to my hundreds of thousands of listeners on my podcast and the start army. boycotts on you guys if I don't get my damn <laughs> GPU soon. That apparently swayed them so much that they said, okay, we'll wait a week and then we'll send it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got them running scared. Good job. It did. <laughs> GPU is on the way. I'm due to receive it a couple of days before this podcast drops. So I'm looking forward to having my full computer back up and running. In the interim, I have discovered that not only is their their RMA process lacking as far as customer support and viability is concerned, they're just dead flat wrong with the systems they're building. What do you mean? So, How so? I went round and round with them on tech support for about a week or two before I even sent it off, trying to find alternate video means so that I could keep using the PC for work and things like that. Oh, yeah, you've got the USB adapter, in fact. I got the USB adapter. We talked about it last time. Uh, Turns out that the onboard Intel video thing, it's functional. It's fully functional. The CPU supports it. They said it wasn't, though. They said it wasn't. They did say it wasn't. We'd said your CPU wouldn't support it. Yeah. So Uh, they weren't lying. They were misinformed. I'm sure they weren't trying to mislead lead you they're supposed to be the experts <laughs> oh, yeah. no, you're right misinformed you're and apparently right. you have like a you had a really bad tech support person who doesn't know what they're talking about no, okay yeah. so i have one bad tech support person i have one bad customer service person and now i have a bad rma person how He's stacking much the person, does though. it go until we just say the company <laughs> is bad to begin with i think the only yeah. reason to buy from this company is that you can get a system for cheaper than you can build it yourself with the name brand components and they will build it for you and they Mm -hmm. will give you an operating system that's installed on it. They will do all that work for you. So Mm -hmm. if you want anything besides that, like if you want customer support, if you want warranty work, if you this is not the company, they don't even Hmm. know what they build. I mean, I'm 15 years out from the last time I built a PC and I discovered this and they still had no idea. It just totally blows my mind. That's kind of crazy. I, I can't get over how, like how surprised I am because I'm guessing that all those like 
quality check paperwork that they sent with mine is a bunch of crap apparently or <laughs> i mean <laughs> it made you feel good <laughs> it did and it worked yeah. so i thought oh they did a great job but apparently you know not. and it did the same for me it gave me the illusion of competency and i think that's exactly what it is with this company i think it's an illusion I can't imagine they do a good job every other time except for this one. Except for that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't that the tech support guy wasn't nice and wasn't pleasant. He is. He's very friendly. It's not that the customer service person isn't friendly. He's very polite. It's not that the RMA guy isn't polite. They are. They just don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, and clearly the company has policies that are contrary to what you expect out of customer support. Right. We talked about that last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, like yeah. we had said before, I offered to pay for the card up front just to get it faster and then yep. do a refund later. And they said, nope, that's against company policy. You're against uh, taking money. Company. Yeah, okay. that's, that makes no sense because there's no risk for them then. Yeah, that's what George said. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm happy with the components inside the box that I received minus the GPU, which hopefully the new one will work flawlessly, knock on some wood. Yeah. And hopefully I'll be back to having a satisfying $2,800 gaming PC experience. Mm. Yeah. I will never be happy with this company. I will never be happy with the way that these situations went and there's nothing that I can do about it myself they would have to come to me voluntarily which by the way not a single manager has done once in this entire saga no, you would geez. think that at some point a supervisor or something would take over and say really sorry for all the troubles really sorry for all the misunderstandings here's what I'm going to do for you like let's do something you go to Texas yeah. Roadhouse and your steak comes out the wrong way the manager comes yep. to your table immediately let me take yeah. care of that for you we'll give you a free dessert whatever they do not happening yeah. with this company so well, let me tell you, I hope by the time people are listening to this show, you have your video card installed and I hope you're back up and running. I do too, because yeah. I really want to play some of the games you guys keep talking about. Forthwith, <laughs> John has a game that he would like to talk about this week. Yeah, it plays great on my GPU. You should see it. <laughs> Wait a minute, did he say forthwith? <laughs> he did say forthwith. I'm pulling out all the different words that I know that I don't understand the meanings of. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> you used it very well. Nicely done. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to talk about a game that is not brand new. It's been out for, I think, about a year or so. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it came out, or maybe early in the year. It's a sequel it's called Little Nightmares 2. Okay. So I don't know if either of you have played the original Little Nightmares. Does that sound familiar at all? No? Is it a side-scroller? This is a game very much in the style of a limbo. Very much okay. in the style of Inside. That kind of dark, side-scrolling, small figure with crazy traps that you don't know they're coming and they might surprise you. You know, think of that kind of same kind of vibe. What Little Nightmares did to amp that up is it's much more three-dimensional. I, I use a term that I once learned back when Shadow Complex came out on the Xbox 360. They called it 2.5D. Like it's really 2D, but there's a little depth. There's things that happen in the near field and the, the far field. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at its core, it's an adventure game where you're just a small character with a, a box on your head is how it begins. You collect hats later. Uh, <laughs> what they've done in this sequel, though, we just the game itself, they say it's a suspense adventure game. You play Mono is the name of the little your boy. You're trapped in a world that's been distorted by an evil transmission. What makes it the sequel is not just more of the same. Early on in the game, you meet up with a friend 
who is in this house that you're exploring with these crazy creatures and these bizarre sculptures made out of body parts. It's really creepy vibe going on. But you and this friend that you meet doesn't ever talk, but you now work together. So you have this second character, the thing you can't reach, they'll kind of like give you a boost to reach things. There's something, a switch you have to stand on. They'll help you by standing on the switch. Like think about when you had, you played single player in those Lego games, right? Where somebody had to hold a switch or pull a lever for you. Right. So you have to help this second player do something and then they'll help you out by holding a switch or giving you a boost or whatever. And it has the same creepy vibe that the first one had, which I really, really enjoyed. This one still has like a 95% rating on Steam. It's overwhelmingly positive. Uh, Even today, almost a year later, it's 30 bucks new. I picked it up, George. You were talking last time about that Steam sale, right? Mm -hmm. I jumped on it because they had a discount. I think I got it for like 20, like 33% off. Nice. I'd been waiting for it as the top of my wait list. So I'm probably two hours into it or so. So I haven't delved into all the mechanics or all of the world, but I can tell you, if you like a limbo, if you like outside, if you enjoyed the first Little Nightmares, this is that same kind of super creepy, atmospheric, dream dread-inducing but satisfying puzzle really? kind of game. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's uh, If you've never played the first one or you like those other ones I mentioned, well, first you can go back and get the first one, which is, I'm sure, on sale by now, the first little nightmares. <laughs> yeah. But this second one, even at 30 bucks, I'm kind of sorry I didn't buy it earlier and start playing it because I'm like, oh, this is totally worth 30 bucks. But at 20 bucks, it's it's, it's just absolutely a home run. So it's, nice. it's worth checking out if you like that style of game. It's something you ought to get into. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the images and it looks, I mean, it looks amazing. A cool sound soundtrack the whole bit too yeah it's that kind of game and we we like that kind of atmospheric adventure game so it's uh, it's sweet nice all right i have been waiting the whole podcast to find out about this (laughs) game that we teased that programmers talking to a cat mo what have you been playing (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to figure out how you like handle that kind of thing okay so (laughs) it's the name of the game is while true colon learn open close parenthesis so it looks like programming language. Okay. Code. Yeah. So it starts off that you're a programmer of some sort. It like has all these little funny animations. And you're trying to solve this computer problem. You can't figure it out. You step away from your desk and your cat jumps up on your computer and fixes it for you. <laughs> like hits the keyboard and fixes your code. Wow. So you're on this quest now to develop something so you can talk to your cat to figure out how it did it. And so what it is, is actually turns out to be, it's it's, kind of, it's more of a puzzle game, quite honestly. So what you do is you have these like inputs which are different shapes or colors or items. And you have these kind of like, I guess I call them logic gates. Like graphically, you could like put them in there and they do different things. Like some will sort based on shape. Some will sort by color. Some will do pull out this one shape and send all the other shapes to a separate path. Oh, like like a programming flowchart thing. Exactly. Like how data yep, moves yep, yep, through yep. it. Gotcha. Very much like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that, and they give you, like, they say, okay, here's the input, like, and a very simple one would be like, you know, you got squares and triangles, and that's it. And your output is that you got to put all the squares into this bucket and all the triangles into this bucket. And it starts that simple to kind of build, it builds you up like slowly. The puzzles get more and more complex, mm-hmm. like, really complex, actually, at some point. And there's certain measures, like how many components you use, how fast does it take to run the whole thing, and then it rates you. And if you succeed in a certain amount of time, then you basically move on to the next puzzle. It's very cool because it's actually, it's not a, like the different components, like the thing that will separate circles and squares doesn't do a hundred percent perfect job. Ooh. And you have to account for that when you, when you put these things together. So it's fuzzy logic and some yeah, it's of the, kind of, yeah, the exactly. Hmm. And some things you could train to do better at it. Some things you can't, and you just have to accept that there's a 10% error rate, you know, it's going to do the wrong thing and you have to kind hmm. of account for that. 
it's really interesting. I mean, I went through like the first 10 puzzles the first time I sat down in front of it because it was just like so cool, you know, watching this thing run. And then you realize that sometimes like the certain gates, each one takes a little bit more time. So then you realize that, oh, it works, but it takes too long. So now you have to figure out, okay, you how do find, I adjust these things? Like an to, alternate method to get that right, job done kind of thing. An alternate method that's faster, they'll do it. How did you discover a game this banana? Is it just scrolling or browsing? Here's the best thing about this. Epic Games, it's free. What? Ah, It's a ah. free game on Epic. And now the puzzle pieces start to fit together. Yes. <laughs> now the fuzzy logic becomes clear. At least it was free anyway. Yeah. I think it was like, even buying it now, I think it's like 10 bucks for the game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that bad. But if you like that kind of puzzle logic sort of game. I can see that. Yeah. This is, a very, and then they have these, after you get to a certain point, you kind of like invest. So what you do is like, they have like, oh, we're writing a, you know, we're starting a store that's going to deliver customized coffee or something like that. And you have to build the logic to accomplish that. And if you do it well, then you actually make money because <laughs> it's running and it, like, it generates money for a certain amount of time for you. And you spend the money on like stupid stuff. There's nothing that really affects the game. So you don't really have to even do those extra quests, I don't think. But it's fun to like some of the goofy things you buy, like you buy a hat for your cat and some other stupid stuff. But the goal <laughs> is though just to keep progressing because you want to get to these more complex puzzles because they're just interesting. The other cool thing is that it had a Discord channel where people are on there like talking about like, here's how I solved this one. Here's what I did here. Here's right discover community around it yeah, yeah and there's a whole the community that's built up and talking about it so i'm having a lot of fun it's not one i don't think i'm gonna play like all the time but it's definitely one that like oh i got some time to kill i need something to do for 15 minutes 20 minutes i'm gonna jump on and try to solve a puzzle well the important thing we have to ask is how close are you to being able to talk to your cat i'm still pretty damn far <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i've only gotten like three of the types of components to, to choose from right now and i have a feeling it's to take a lot more than that before i could talk to oh, my cat you meant his virtual cat <laughs> No, not I thought his real you cat. His real cat. I was like, Mo has no, no. dogs. He doesn't have a cat. I don't think, does he? <laughs> no, He's a long cat. way from talking to his real cat. He's got to get one first. <laughs> yeah. I got to get past his uh, virtual cat first. <laughs> you take that what you learned there and bring it into the real world. Perfect. Yeah, but I say, if you like the puzzles, I think even ten bucks is totally worth it. I think maybe so. It looks interesting. It looks interesting. It is. It's, it's very, it's especially like if you like logic puzzles mm-hmm. and finding like multiple ways of accomplishing the same thing. It's a pretty cool game. While true, learn. Interesting. All right, cool. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Introducing Casino Yahtzee. It's part strategy, part skill, a little bit of luck, and a whole lot of fun. So come on and just take your gamble on Yahtzee. There's a million ways to play. Play it up and down in a row. Take a gamble on Casino Yahtzee. It's new from Milton Bradley. 
before we wind it up, you know, we always like to take a few moments here toward the end to talk about the things we're currently looking at, enjoying, or looking forward to in the near future between now and the next time we get together. And George, I want to start with you. What do you have on the horizon? Uh, still, Cobra Kai, December 31st. <laughs> I don't care how many times I, I have to no, mention no, no, no. it. I, I did Dune. You can have Cobra Kai. I'm you having Cobra Kai forever. Even after it comes out, I'm still going to talk about looking forward to Cobra Kai. 1231 is going to be a very, very fun day. I don't care about the new year. I don't care about family and friends coming over. All I really want to see is Daniel and Johnny settle their shit. That's all I really <laughs> want to see for the new year. <laughs> did you see we'll the new see. trailer that just dropped? Brand no, new trailer. staying away from all trailers. Oh, I'm staining. No, nothing. I want no influences oh, wow. whatsoever. So, it's a good trailer, though. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'm looking forward to, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, getting my damn GPU back, which yeah, hopefully sure. for those listening will be all have already have happened. And I think the last thing that I'm going to list on my looking forward to is something that it's near and dear to my heart. It was the very first DVD I ever owned. Hmm. I got it as a package when I bought a DVD player. They gave you seven DVDs for free, and this was the first one I chose. Uh, The Matrix. So the new Matrix film, Matrix 4 Resurrections, comes out December 22nd. Ah, I'm not sure how comfortable I feel about some of the recastings, but I've seen some trailers that make it look like they're going to explain the recastings. Mm, I know what you mean. Yeah, I do too. I I think I'm going to love it. Let's just just be honest. I don't (laughs) care how crazy. I'm going to love it. You're going to be there watching. It. It's gonna be you awesome. believe you'll be able to look past that and I've already got film. my tickets for the AMCA <laughs> list. I'm, wow. I'm ready to go watch. Um, nice. I'm not going to go see it opening night. I'm going to see it on the weekend so I can take my son and my wife. But nice. yeah, definitely looking forward to Matrix Resurrections. Sounds Very great. cool. Mo, how about you? What do you got coming up? Let's see. Uh, one is like uh, tomorrow. I'm actually going to go for a long weekend trip to Guatemala, of all places. Antigua. Guatemala? Yeah, going to Antigua. I'm going to go up to see a volcano. So if I don't come back, you know what happened to me. Uh, I thought you were going to find a cat. No, I'm still trying to talk to him. <laughs> he can't talk to him yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, until I can talk to him, I'm not bothering. So I'm looking forward to that. It's being my first trip in a while. So it's going to be pretty fun. Also, I'm looking forward to Matrix Resurrections as mm-hmm. well, because, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm with you there, George. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I'm looking forward to, and I, I don't know if I'm a, I, I'm either going to love this movie or hate it, I think is what it comes down to, is the Spider- <laughs> new Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yep. know, I, I think it's going to be either love it or hate it. I don't think there's going to be any in between on this one because it seems like they're pulling out all the stops. They're bringing back all the old villains, which is kind of cool because I kind of like Dr. Octopus. I liked the way they did him before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, was, I was really annoyed that they kept killing off these villains, too. Like, why do you keep <laughs> killing off these villains? Like, they're awesome. Bring it back for another movie. So they're bringing him back, which is cool. I guess they're going to do some magic de-aging on some of these actors, too. Well, it's <laughs> and, a bunch of parallel universe kind of lead yeah. over thing, according to the trailers. It looks like Dr. Strange something is afoot in the world of right, his and the magic. Whole multiverse, it's about the whole multiverse thing again. Yeah, right. And I'm kind of curious to see what, there's been so many rumors about like, are they bringing back the other Spider-Man from the other movies? Are they going to do this? Like, And no one really knows. So I'm kind of interested to see how they play out when the movie actually shows. I think there's a lot of exciting, a lot of great movies coming up. But how about you, John? What are you looking forward to? Uh, we know I am also looking forward to Spider-Man and the Matrix, of course. I <laughs> yeah, mean, you guys claim those, but they're definitely ones that I'm interested in. I, it, I mean, the Matrix was awesome to me because it was one of those early ones, definitely not the first, but early one I had on DVD yeah. and man, did it look great on DVD to oh, rewatch yeah. that the lobby scene over and over and deconstruct mm. that kind of stuff is great on the Spider-Man we just talked about. Another one I'm interested in is uh, the remake of West Side Story directed by Steven Spielberg. I'm so, mm. I'm so like, not sure how you feel about that one. Yeah, you kind of torn. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of a sucker for those old musical films. Oh, yeah. And, you know, West Side Story is a great one to, to watch again and again. And it, though I'm not sure about 
remake or reboot or whatever you want to call it. It's not a reboot. It's just a story you're going to tell, but it looks like it has the energy you want from a musical like that and the scope you want from a musical like that. So I'm, I'm going to go see it. I got my tickets. I'm going to go check it out. Uh, we'll see how it shows up. But you know what I'm most looking forward to is something that has already happened, but I have not had a chance to watch yet. <laughs> and I just discovered there's this series of specials called Live in Front of a Studio Audience. Oh, I've yeah. never heard of before. Have you seen these? I haven't, you know I haven't watched them yet. I want to, but I have not watched them yet. Here's the concept. It blew me away. How did nobody tell me this existed? It's been around for a year or a year or two. They take scripts from some of our favorite shows, The Jeffersons, All in the Family, Facts of Life. They recast Different it. Different strokes. <laughs> yeah, they recast it with modern celebrities. And in a live studio audience, they redo the entire episode with these new characters acting them out. Like word for word? Well, with some variation, I guess. Okay, I mean, sure. I didn't side by side them, but that's not a new script. They're taking an old one. And this new one that just came out, I watched some of the older ones, the brand new one that just came out the other day. It has a different strokes episode in it. Oh, God. John Lithgow is playing Mr. Drummond. <laughs> Damon okay. Wayans is Willis. Uh, Snoop Dogg has a role as a, as a kid that Willis goes to see. <laughs> Who's playing Arnold? Kevin Hart. Of course. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so you still do the height jokes. Got it. Oh, of course they can. You know, and the one that I saw, the older one, they take it so... I won't say seriously, but they take the material seriously and they're trying to kind of reinvent that episode. They're not modernizing it. They kind of dress in their 70s or 80s clothes and the same scenery and they reinvent the set. It just looks like so much fun. Jesus Christ, is this a new media segment? You are in love with this thing. I am. I can't wait to <laughs> You're see You're still it. going anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a whole new media segment now. <laughs> you said you saw the older ones, right? I saw one of the older ones and I saw How what was it was that? like. Was yeah. it interesting? Was it cool? good? It I was mean, really cool. That's why I'm excited about the new I haven't watched any one. of them. So. Yep. so live in front of a studio audience, you can watch it right now. I could watch it right now. I just haven't yet. I'm excited <laughs> to do it. So that's what we have coming up. Before we get out of the show, though, I do want to take a quick second to thank a brand new patron Ooh. that we just got. Val R signed up at that $3 Patreon patron level. Thank you so much for joining on the bandwagon and pledging your support to us. Uh, I mean, George has said it many times. Mo has as well. It really puts gas in our tank. It keeps us going, keeps us motivated. Uh, it means so much, whether you support us there on Patreon or you know as a member over on YouTube, and it just really really adds up to keep us doing what we're doing. So grateful. Thank you, Val, for jumping on with us. That is going to wrap it up for this edition, 113 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with another one. But next week is our backtrack, where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Coming up next week, we are going back and looking at some of our favorite interpretations of A Christmas Carol, just in time for Christmas. <laughs> There's been one or two, right? <laughs> some better than others. Yeah. Some involving puppets, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> some cartoons, some live action. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go back through some of the older, just definitely from our childhood, versions of the Christmas Carol, the great Charles Dickens classic. You do not want to miss that backtrack. We hope you will join us for that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here, man. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Jit X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No shows till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Grown <clears throat> we'll go in. Five, four, three, 
Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to this. It's not a backtrack. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished editing. That's this next week. Sorry. That is. One more time. A bad day or a bad day? Okay. Uh, no. I know. Terrible. Uh, we're going to cut that one out. <laughs> yeah, you definitely that, do, please. That pun is not it. making the show, Mo. Sorry. Good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately 7 minutes.